Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Hello, and welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast. This is where, of course, we listen to sermons from our pastor, Pastor Philip Kuntz. And, of course, we do invite you to visit us here at uh, our church, Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church, located near Claycomo in Kansas City on 310 Randolph Road. That is just up the road a little bit from Worlds of Fun on the opposite side of 435. Sunday school starts at 9.30 in the morning on Sundays, and of course, worship will be at 11. If you do come by to see us, please come and say hello to me. I'm Jeremy Shields. I'll be the guy who's running the live stream there in the back. Or say hello to Pastor Philip, which you can meet him, of course, when you come to the church. We'd love to hear that you heard about us here on the podcast and that you are getting something from these sermons. So without further ado, here is a a message entitled The Gift. Philip preached this on December 20th of 2020. It's always a great blessing to be here in the house of the Lord, always. Please turn with me, if you will, to the book of Philippians, to the fourth chapter. Now, most of you that know me think I'm going to say Philippians 4.13. I'm not going to do that. That's like one of my favorite verses of all time. I'm not going to do that today. But I am going to say to the book of Philippians chapter 4, and I'm going to read with you uh, verses 4 through 7. And usually, I ask you to stand with me as we read their opening verses. And if you would, that'd be wonderful. You can if you'd like. Uh, I don't know if you are or not, so only the Lord you know for certain, and it's okay. We do that to honor the reading of His Word. If you would, I'd appreciate that. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, say this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let everyone come to know your gentleness. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with gratitude, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. We must be a parent, perfectly clear, without question or doubt of who we stand for. We want people to know and see Jesus Christ in us. In fact, that's why I'm wearing this tie. You may not be able to tell what tie I'm wearing today. It's a tie I actually made. Uh, I used to draw a type of drawing for the children I used to teach. I taught children for about 25 years, only a couple months shy of that. 25 years I taught children about Jesus Christ. And I came up with my own version, my own style of teaching and drawing 
Jesus. And so I made a tie of that, and that's what I'm wearing today. Jesus Christ is in us, and people should see him in us. So you could say that I'm illustrating, in a way, how people should see Jesus Christ shining from within us. People should see that. They should be able to see Jesus Christ in us each and every day. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm allowing you to see Jesus Christ in a literal sense inside of us. It says in verse 5 of Philippians chapter 4, it says that Jesus Christ, it says, says, let everyone come to know your gentleness. The Lord is a hand. People should be able to see Jesus Christ within you every single day. It should be apparent. It should be obvious what is inside of you. So that's why today's sermon is called apparent. People should be able to see it. It should be obvious to them. It should be apparent who is in you. It should be obvious what is inside of you. Now we see that we are to behave, that we are to live like Jesus Christ. It should be absolutely apparent. And we know that Jesus Christ, he chose apostles. He chose apostles to live for him when he was gone. He chose the 12, and we know that. And it's important that we know that in early Christianity, there were teachers, missionaries. We especially see that Paul was chosen to spread the word of God. We know that. But we're like this. We're disciples, and we're to be like the apostles. We are soldiers. We're to be like them, to teach and live and believe and spread the word. So I'm going to read to you today certain places in which we see that Jesus called them, where it's the most obvious, so there's several places we can see that, but I'm going to read that to you, how we're to be like them. And then we're going to talk about a few other things. So to be like these apostles, to be like them. Let's look at Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 19, when Jesus is choosing the 12 apostles. And it says this, he, that being, of course, Jesus Christ, he, Jesus, went up to the mountain and called to him those whom he desired. By the way, he was up there all night long praying. He went up to the mountain and called to him those whom he desired. And he came to him, excuse me, and they came to him. He ordained 12 to be with him and he, excuse me, and to be sent out to preach and to have authority to heal sickness and to cast out demons. Verse 16 says, Simon, who he named Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, who he surnamed Bonerges, meaning sons of thunder, Andrew and Philip, I must pause, I love those names, thank you, Mom. Philip <laughs> and Andrew, those are my names. Uh, and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second. Judas, who betrayed him. Wouldn't that be horrible to have that forever and ever? We're going to get back to Judas, who betrayed him later on, and talk about where his name may belong. That's a horrible thing, but we'll talk about that later. He also, it also says this in Mark chapter 6. He called, talking about Jesus again, he called to him the 12 and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. What does this mean? They were sick, but not just they were sick. They were sick with demons. He called them out. He gave them authority over them. Now, this is not to say that you are more powerful than the devil, that you are more powerful than demons, but Jesus Christ who lives within you. And you need not be afraid. This is what this means. Now, Mark 16, 15 says, and this is at the very end of Mark, by the way, he, as he's about to leave and go into heaven, he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to everyone. Go and preach the word to everyone. He said this to them. Jesus said this to the apostles. He said this to those. He said this also in Matthew 28, 19. 
Go therefore, this is also when he's about to leave. There's more chapters in Matthew, we know this. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. We are to preach the word. We are to speak the word, to share it with all the people, those who are lost. Bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ, not to be ashamed, not to be afraid, to speak the gospel, to speak the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'll be mocked, I'll be made fun of, and you will be too. But we should never be ashamed. We should be like the apostles, those, most of them who died, by the way, who suffered, who were ashamed, not of Jesus, but who were ashamed in the sense that their name were mocked, made fun of, even killed. Some who were beheaded, some who were hanged, some who suffered and suffered for Jesus. You may say, but I don't like to be made fun of. Well, who likes to be made fun of? But you're going to be made fun of for something. You might as well be made fun of for Jesus Christ. We're going to be like the apostles. That's who we're to be like. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. Peter was used. He spread the gospel and the truth. We see in Acts chapter 2 that this is when the time of Pentecost came. And this is what Jesus Christ was talking about. He left so that the Holy Spirit would come. And the time of Pentecost came. And the Holy Spirit came upon them. He left so that this could happen. He went up to be, by the way, we know the Holy Spirit is a part of God. And I want to hear people saying, well, I don't know if I believe in the Holy Spirit. Well, listen, you better believe in the Holy Spirit. Going for the Holy Spirit, nothing would happen where you would come to know about Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is a part of the Lord God, a part of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is in you if you've asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. You have the Holy Spirit within you. We'll talk more about that another time. The importance of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I don't only believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like my best friend along with Jesus. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. It calls out to us. Thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Pentecost was an important time. The Holy Spirit came upon the believers. And Peter said this in chapter 2, verse 38. And this can, this can really just determine everything that happened there. Verse 38 of chapter 2 of Acts. And I know you don't have time to look up everything. I throw it out, an awful lot out at you. And I apologize. But you can write it down, look it up later. Or you can look it up with me. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And praise the Lord. They did. They did. Acts 4.33. I love this about the apostles. Listen to what it says here. This is maybe my favorite verse, or at least one of them, about the apostles. It says, With great power the apostles testified to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was on them all. Great grace was on them all because it's not about their works, but about the grace that was put upon them. You might say, but why do we have to be obedient if it's not about our works? Because we want to serve the Lord who has given us this great gift of grace. When you truly love him, you want to give your best to him. That's why. That's what love is. That's what we are to do. There are many signs and wonders in Acts chapter 5. It says, it says, many signs and wonders were performed among the people, the hands of the apostles, healing sick from evil spirits. We can see that all over, all over in the Bible, in the New Testament. We can see that Christ was apparent. We're to be apparent. People are to see Christ living within us. We must be apparent, apparent as we live for the Lord. Be clear. People to clearly see Jesus living within us. But we also see others. Paul, we talked about Paul a while ago. Paul, who was once Saul, when he was Saul, he hated the Gentiles, hated them, hated them, wanted them dead. But that changed because he was a new creature. By the way, it didn't happen right away. 
He was a new creation. A new creation. It didn't happen like that. No, 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 no. It took over 14 years. He changed. Inside of him, Jesus changed him. He became a new man, a new creation. And he went around and he was the one who went to the Gentiles and brought them to the Lord. Oh, all those books of the Corinthians, the people he went to, the, the Ephesians. He went all over to Rome and, and probably Hebrews too. He went all over the place and spoke to those people and brought them, the people in Thessalonians and Timothy and so many others brought them, Colossians, brought them to the Lord and told them the truth. And we can see this in 1 Corinthians 9, 1. He says, am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? And he most certainly did. Even though Jesus had already left, he brought him back. He said, are you not my work in the Lord? Yes, he was. We can see. We can see what God can do through people like Paul. And he can do it through you. If Paul can be changed, you can be changed. You may say, I'm not good enough. Well, you're right. But God, Jesus Christ, is good enough to change us. Absolutely. We can see other changes that were done. Other changes. This is what Ephesians says. Chapter 4, 11 to 13. We'll try to read all this if we can. It says, He gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, and for the building up of the body of Christ until we all come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God into a complete man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now we can see this again and again. He talks about the positions that he has for us all, and it's not all the same, except that we're to follow the Lord Jesus Christ to be of him. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, God has put these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, and various tongues. These are signs. These are signs that God gives gifts through the Holy Spirit. God gives these. And we are to follow Him. To follow Him and not of ourselves. In Ephesians 2.20, He says, Having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. Jesus is the, the cornerstone of our church. The cornerstone of the church is Jesus. The cornerstone, the whole church is to be founded upon Jesus and Jesus alone. Not upon what we can do, but what he can do through us. The cornerstone of the church is Jesus Christ. And the believers that follow him, not ourselves. Look at the signs that we can do. No, 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 no. Look what Jesus Christ has done in us, saved us, and what he does through us, through the Holy Spirit. That is what we as believers are to do, is to be a parent that he is within us. That is what we are to be. Like those apostles, we're to be a parent. Yes, we're to preach the word. Yes, we're to love. Yes, we're to show people. Not to love sin, but to love those who are lost in sin. Those who are lost, they have the rejection of Christ, but they don't have to stay that way. They are out there living in the world, but they don't have to stay that way. We were once that way ourselves. Right now, they are stuck in damnation. We were once there too. Right now, they are lost in the ways of the world and of sin. They are lost in the lies of Satan, but they don't have to stay that way. Right now, they have an eternity in hell, or they will, if they don't ask Jesus in their heart, but they don't have to stay that way. You might be thinking to yourself, Pastor, we've heard all this. Well, sure you have. But that's not where we're going to stay with this sermon. We need to be a parent. We need to be like the apostles. 
But there's another side. In some ways, I won't say a, a sadder situation, but a very sad situation. There are those who are like the apostles. And then there are those who are followers and fell away. They fell away because there are apostles and then there's the apostasy. Now, maybe you've never heard that word apostasy, or maybe you've heard it and you don't quite know what it means. And we'll talk about that in just a second. What is apostasy? It's similar in sounding of apostles, but it's not the same at all. Apostasy is something else. It's not even the same as someone who hasn't asked Jesus into their heart. Apostasy is someone who has once believed in the Lord Jesus, but they've abandoned it. They've abandoned their beliefs, abandoned Christianity, rejected Christ after acceptance. They leave behind and go back into the world. So this brings up a lot of questions. Have they lost their salvation? Well, the Bible shows us many, many times that you cannot lose your salvation. And so this brings many, many questions to, to mind. You know, I mean, I've told you many times I don't believe you can lose your salvation. In fact, so many times some people complain to me about that. Well, I, I don't honestly care uh, about that. You can complain all you want about that. I don't believe that you can lose your salvation. I can show you scriptures to show if you do believe you can. That's between you and the Lord if you want to be scared. I don't believe in living in fear. Uh, I believe in being for certain and having assurance and uh, being a parent that you are saved forever and ever. Jesus Christ said that many, many times and so did others. But you can live in fear if you want to. I don't want to and I'm not going to because I know the assurance, the assurance of salvation for eternal salvation, not momentary. And it's not by our works that we're saved, by the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. So then we come back to the apostasy and we say, but wait a minute. You just spoke about people who abandoned their belief in salvation. So are they lost now if they've abandoned their belief in salvation? Well, this brings up a few questions. And that's a good question. It really is. Well, they were either always lost and never completely understood. And I've told you this before, that when I was young, first time that I came forward, I didn't completely understand. I wasn't really saved. I'm now appreciative of that because I can understand how confusing it can be when you don't quite get it. Or, or there are baby Christians. Baby Christians who are too young, too immature, lacking knowledge. And they were taking on too much. I've known many people this way. Can, the Bible can be a confusing thing if you don't understand everything. And if you try to take on something you're not ready for, the Bible, by the way, talks against this. If you're not to try to take on something that you're not ready for, Babies are not to be put out there in the battlefield. There are too many people who try to put babies out in the battlefield, ready to fight. Can you imagine if you were literally putting a baby out there in the battlefield? Or how about if you used to take uh, an army soldier who was just put in basic training one week, and a week later you put him out there ready to fight? They're not ready. They might cower and go home and say, I don't want to be a soldier anymore and suck on their thumb. This is not a put down to that person. Praise the Lord that they wanted to fight for Christ. However, they're not ready for it. They're not ready for it. And so therefore they say, I'm not, I don't believe in fighting for the army anymore. Well, you know what? You weren't ready to fight for the army and you're not ready to fight for Christ. And that doesn't mean that Christ wasn't real. That means you weren't ready to fight for him because you didn't know what you're doing. That's what it means. And the Bible talks about that. Now, I don't like to name names and I knew, normally don't. But there are people who have believed in the Lord God and then they rebelled against it because they weren't ready and they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they were talking about. And because Satan knows our weaknesses, 
He knows our strengths, and he knows what he needs to throw in front of us to make us fall back. That's what he does. He knows exactly what to put in front of us. By the way, God allows it. Why? Because we will either be strengthened by it, and by the way, God never gives us something that we can't handle, but we have a choice. We have the ability to make choices, and you're either going to choose to follow God or you won't, but you can't blame God, and by the way, you can't even blame Satan. You can't do that. You blame yourself if you choose not to follow God. That's who you can blame. So the question is today, are you going to be like an apostle and be a parent or be like the apostasy? That's the question. So I don't like to name names, but I am going to name one. Just one. He's no longer with us. But one who used to be of the Lord and then chose to fall away and be a part of apostasy. And this one in particular, his name was Charles Templeton. That was his name. And Charles Templeton was a man of God, a man who followed the Lord God with all his heart and soul. But unfortunately, um, as time went on, he had a few questions that came upon him. He didn't know the truth completely. He was Billy Graham before there was Billy Graham. And when Billy Graham, who, by the way, knew Charles Templeton, he would go out and preaching, and then he started to doubt. He didn't completely understand. And if you ever watched a movie called Billy the Movie, uh, which is about Billy Graham, it has a little bit of the story of Charles Templeton in it. And in this film, you will come to find out what happened with Charles. Unfortunately, Charles did not continue to stay with the Lord. He became an agnostic, saying he didn't believe there was a God, didn't believe there wasn't, but pretty much believing there wasn't. That's what an agnostic really is, an atheist, which doesn't really take the term atheist, but pretty much is. And so he didn't really believe that there was a God by the end of it, which is sad. He, by the end of his life, when he died in 2001, he didn't believe there was a God because he couldn't find proof that there was a God. Satan knows what to put into his life and to make him stumble. And this is a shame. He became an, an, uh, a part of an apostasy. But we don't have to do that. Satan wants to make us that way. And why? Because when we do this, we can mislead others. Think of all the people he led to the Lord and then suddenly, what? He, he became this way? He doesn't believe in God? He led others away from the Lord God. And I'll talk more about him in just a minute. But praise the Lord, there are other people who aren't that way. There are other people, when they make a decision, they kept their decision. Other great people, like I said, I don't like to name names. I never have done that. I don't believe. I don't believe in naming names. But there are people. There are people who love the Lord God. They stay with the Lord God. And they know because they know without a shadow of a doubt who they follow. I'll talk about them here in a minute. But the Bible talks about the prediction of apostasy in the last days. Let's talk about some of that. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. This is very important to talk about apostasy. I don't like talking about it. I like talking about happy things. But the happy things is in the end. And so sometimes you have to talk about apostasy. You have to talk about these things. Because if you don't, you're not prepared for when these things come upon your life. You have to. You have to go through the surgeries in life. You have to go through the hard times in order to get to the good times. So let's talk about it. The apostasy. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 3 through 4. For the time will come when people will not endure sound doctrine, but they will gather to themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, having itching ears, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn to myths. And people do it all the time. They turn to myths. You got to know who you're listening to. You got to know who you can trust. And so, again, I don't like to name names. Never have. 
but I'm going to name you a couple names today, those who you can trust. I'm not going to talk about several out there that probably shouldn't listen to. I'm not going to do that to you today because you may have people that you like, and I they're still my brothers and sisters of Christ, most of them, and I'm not going to do that to them. However, I will mention a few that you can trust, that you know you can trust people like Charles Stanley. You know you can trust him 100%. Billy Graham, of course, you can go back and listen to his old recordings, obviously. Uh, but you can trust people like Chuck Swindoll, Ron Rhodes, people like that, Brother Tony Evans. And I mentioned Tony Evans for a reason. Tony Evans has been used in my life many, many times. He was the one that I was listening to when the Lord called me to be a minister. He was the one that I was listening to and saw in person for the first time, first time I ever heard him, when God showed me that I need to leave certain things behind and follow the Lord. Now, Brother Tony Evans, I'm, again, I'm mentioning him for this reason. I don't always agree with him on every little thing, but 98% of the things I agree with him on. Now, why do I mention this to you? To put him down? Absolutely not. I love him with all my heart and soul. But you don't always have to agree with every little theology. Not everybody agrees on everything, but he does agree on the most important thing, which is this, that Christ is the one and only way to heaven. He is an apostle believer. He is a disciple of Christ. He is a good man of God, and I love him with all my heart and soul. When you are following someone who is of Christ and follows the truth 100%, you know that they are the Lord. You know that. But you need to know the word and know what you're following. Know it. Follow the Holy Spirit. Because there are some out there who are going to say they're of God and they're going to misquote. But when you know the word and you know the Holy Spirit, you're going to know when they're lying to you. That's why you got to know. Because there's going to be some who claim to be of Jesus and aren't. There's going to be some who claim to be of Christ and aren't. That's why you got to know the Word. That's why you got to know the Holy Spirit. Follow it 100% of the way. Not partially, but all the way. Be apparent. Make sure the truth is apparent in what you do. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might submit to it readily enough. This is to say, you should be able to know. You should be able to know what is truth and not. But there are some who may come and deceive you. Be for certain that you can recognize lies from the truth of the Lord Jesus. You need to be able to recognize that. This is not fun stuff to talk about. And by the way, the stuff I'm reading to you from, this is only... A small percentage of what the Bible says, a small percentage of apostasy that the Bible talks about, just a small percentage. Second Corinthians chapter 11 tells us to be aware of this. Verse 13, for such are false apostles, false apostles, and deceitful workers disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. So as I mentioned a while ago, there are people who disguise themselves, and they may be all knowledgeable in the words to use, they may be all not as well gone through all the schools, but I'm going to tell you something. They are not of the Lord Jesus Christ. They go against him. They may have all the words and sound intelligence all get out, but that doesn't mean a thing if they go against Christ. They say, oh, it's not Jesus who saves you. You have to do this and this and this. You have to buy this. Send your money in now. Do this and do that. I'm sure you've heard it. Have you got my prayer cloth? Have you got this? and have? Listen, prayer cloth ain't going to get you into heaven. And if you want a prayer cloth, go ahead and order a prayer cloth. That's fine. But here's the thing. You don't have to order a prayer cloth to get you to heaven. That's not what saves you. 
You don't have to have a certain this and a certain type of Bible to get you to heaven. You don't have to have a, a, a certain particular person's this and that in order to get you to heaven. What gets you to heaven is through salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't buy your way to a star. You can't do those things. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ that you get to heaven and no one else. I'm not selling you anything today. I've got nothing to gain, nothing to lose. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ that you get to heaven, and that's it, and no other way. 1 Timothy 4.1. By the way, these are all written by Paul. These that I'm reading to you now, at least these ones are. 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Spirit clearly says that in the last times, some will depart from the faith and pay attention to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And they will, and they do. A lot of times they're wanting to listen to things that sound good to them, things that they could do for themselves. They do it all the time. A lot of times it's to fit their lifestyles, things that they don't want to feel guilty about what they're doing, but they know they shouldn't be doing. This is what a lot of the apostasy is about, to fit the people, not to fit the way to follow the Lord. We don't want to be that way. Let's read right now 2 Timothy chapter 3. I got to turn to this. This one is very fitting. We're going to read verse 1 through 7 as quickly as possible. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm sure you've heard this many, many times. This might be a little scary because it's very fitting to even now. Now this, excuse me, know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, slanderers, unrestrained, fierce, despisers of those who are good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, turn away from such people. Those of this nature creep into houses and captivate silly women, who are burdened with sin and led away with various desires, always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is the way so many people are nowadays, but we need to be careful of this. We need to make sure that we're not the same way. These are people who fall for the ways of apostasy. I'm not saying that all people knowingly go into this way, but we do without even knowing so because we turn away from God and turn to the ways of apostasy, and we need to be careful about it. Peter said this in 2 Peter 3.17, You therefore, beloved, since you know these things beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own firm footing, being led away by the deception of the wicked. Beware, or you too may turn away from your own beliefs. Now earlier I mentioned Charles Templeton. I mentioned him and what he ended up doing, and it was a horrible shame. Horrible, horrible shame. I wish only good for all people. But here's the thing. At one point in his standing, he tried to lead Billy Graham away from his beliefs. He tried. And praise the Lord God, as he tried this, Billy Graham did not fall away. He tried to say that, you know, how can you be saved? And finally, Billy Graham came to the understanding it's by faith and faith alone that we are saved, not by our works. And praise the Lord that Billy Graham stayed strong in his belief. In fact, even more so, because the Lord God does not allow us to go through things 
God knows that we're going to go through things that make us stronger or we walk away by our own choice. And Billy Graham stayed strong. He stayed strong in his beliefs, even stronger so, you could say. He knew is by faith and faith alone, and he taught this through the rest of his life. All those years, by faith, by faith, he was a parent in his stand like an apostle, a parent. We know Brother Billy Graham. People who don't even know the Lord know Brother Billy Graham. He's a parent in his beliefs, a parent in his stance. It's clear as can be who Billy Graham was and is because he is with Jesus Christ right now in heaven. Be a parent in your beliefs. Be a parent. Let people see Jesus Christ in you today. Don't let there be any doubt in your beliefs. I know there are people out there who want to tell you each and every day there is no Jesus. He's make-believe. He's false. It was just a make-believe character. There was no such thing. They are wrong. They are wrong. They are wrong. I have people all the time online, whether it be through Facebook or people who I don't even know of. And they tell me there is no such thing as Jesus. He never lived. He never died. He never came up again. I get to tell them something. Thank you, Lord, and thank you to my father and my mother and other people who took me with them. I get to tell them I've been there where he lived. I've been there where he died. I've been there where he rose again. I've been there where he was born. I've been there. Yes, he's real. Yes, I walked where Jesus walked. Yes, I walked where he had the cross on his back. Yes, he's real. He's real. He lives within me. And if you've asked him in your heart, he lives within you. Do not turn away from him today. Make sure it is apparent that people can see you. Be like the apostles. Do not listen to people of apostasy. Do not listen to those people. Evermore, listen to the Lord Jesus. Be apparent in your stance for him. Let Jesus shine through you because the people need to see that, especially now more than ever before. They need to see that Jesus Christ lives and he lives today in each and every one of us who have him within us. Be apparent. Be apparent. What does it mean to be a parent? As I catch my breath. What does it mean to be a parent? Acts 4.13 says this. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were illiterate and uneducated men, they marveled. Before I finish what this verse says, are you illiterate? Are you uneducated? I am. I'm illiterate. I'm uneducated as some, some people believe I'm illiterate and uneducated. And in some ways, sure, I've not been to Harvard. I'm not one of those folks. That's okay. Because the Holy Spirit educates me through his word. The Holy Spirit gives me an education that Harvard folk can't have. The Holy Spirit gives me an education that they can't even begin to have. Oh, they could take me to the floor and then some with certain educations, I can guarantee it. There's certain words I say that aren't real words. There's certain things that I say that makes me look like an idiot. I know that. I know that. But guess what? When it comes to the Holy Spirit, the Lord God himself gives me an education that they can't begin to have. They can't even begin to have. And it's not because I'm great. No, I'm not. I'm not. The fact of the matter is God. God is good all the time. He can give you an education through his word. These men who wrote this, they were not great either. As he just said, it's the Lord through them. I'm going to finish this now. It says this, when they saw the boldness, the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were illiterate and educated men. They marveled. 
and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. They could see Jesus in them. They knew that Jesus was in them, just like he's in you today. It was apparent, and it is apparent. People could see it. Why do you think they come to you? Why do they think they come to you? Because they want what you have. They want what you have. Absolutely. Every New Testament book, every New Testament book is written by those who knew Jesus. Every one of them. Every one of them. They knew Jesus. What about James? What about Jude? Oh, they knew Jesus. That's their brothers. They didn't accept Jesus Christ until he was already gone. But they knew Jesus. And they come to be his followers. That's, that's his brothers. Literal brothers. They knew Jesus. All of them knew Jesus. Now you know. It's apparently clear. Apparently clear. So we are to be apparent. Very apparent. Ephesians 5.13 says, But all things are exposed when they are revealed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. Let Jesus be visible in you. Let it be apparent that he's in you. We need to be this way. So appearance. Do people need to see Jesus in us? Oh, they better. They better see Jesus in you. What do they see and who do they see in you? Well, it says in Mark 16, 20, it says, Then they went forth and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So let others see Jesus in you. You remember that song? Let others see Jesus in you. That's a great song. Now that song is going to be stuck in my head all day long. <laughs> we need to be allowing people to see Jesus in you. And we need to be approved. But approved of who? Approved of God. We need to be approved of God. It says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show yourselves approved by God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Be approved of God. Don't be approved by the people of the world. Be approved of God. They don't matter. I, I, I'm sorry to say it this way. They don't matter in the long run. Now, that doesn't mean we don't love them. That doesn't mean we don't want to show love to them. Don't misunderstand my, my statement here. They don't matter in the sense that they're not the ones you have to judge by. Show love to them, but you don't have to be approved by them. Be approved by God. Now, many times we try to show appeasement to the world. We shouldn't be showing appeasement. We talk about being a parent, appearance, approved, and appeasement. Don't show appeasement to the world or the lost or to please their sinful self. We don't want to do that. We need to make an appeal. Appeal not to the world, but to the Holy Spirit. Blocking the temptations of the world. Because we want to make sure that we are approved of God by our appearance. We want to make sure people can see that we are a parent. Apparently living for the Lord God. We want to follow Christ always, not just when it suits us. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Through the good times, through the bad times, through all times, be like an apostle, not of the apostasy. Now, once again, I read to you Ephesians chapter 5, verse 13. But all things are exposed when they are revealed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. My friends, be a parent. Let other people see Jesus in you. No matter what happens, be like the apostles. If you ever see anything like the apostasy coming near you, turn away from them. Follow Jesus always. Be like the apostles and stand for the Lord Jesus always, no matter what occurs. Let others see Jesus in you. Let us bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, 
as we come to you today. We thank you so much that you give us the strength of your word, the strength of the Holy Spirit, Lord God. We thank you that you are with us, that you stand strong in us, not because of our strength, not because of what we can do, but what you do through us. Lord God, we pray right now that you continuously give us strength every single day of our life. We pray, Lord God, that your strength will help us, that you will rebuke those who come upon us and try to give us falsities, that try to give us false truths, Lord God, who try to ruin your word. We pray you'll give us wisdom through the Holy Spirit to know the truth when we hear it and to know lies when we hear it, Lord God. You promise these things, and we pray for these things. Lord, be there anyone out there who doesn't know your word today, we pray, Lord God, that you will give them strength to know it when they hear it. And we pray, Lord, if there be anyone who doesn't know you, they'll come to know you today. And that they will know right now the doubt in their heart. I pray this in your name. Amen.